ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chicky Fitzgerald. Good afternoon. It is Chicky Fitzgerald, and amidst waiting for a hurricane to strike our state, we are taking a break and having a really amazing discussion uh, with someone who uh, I absolutely love, and he has had a tremendous impact on on my writing style and uh, really on getting me moving forward to getting my book completed. Uh, I would love to introduce you to my friend Chris Brogan. Chris, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here. Well, it is my pleasure. And uh, Chris, we're going to be uh, just having a, a really brief show today, just a, a little snippet to give folks a taste of what your new book is all about. And, and you have been uh, rather prolific lately, writing actually quite a few things. Uh, the book that we're going to be talking about today is Find Your Writing Voice, How to Write More Like Your Amazing Self. And, and Chris, you talk in this book uh, not only about writing books, but really also about uh, the more practical things that really impact all of our listeners. Uh, email, uh, for one, and, and then uh, for those who actually are active in writing their blog posts, uh, you also address that. So, Chris, why don't you give uh, just a little thumbnail of your background for our listeners who aren't familiar with you? Uh, sure. So, my name is Chris Brogan. I'm CEO of a company called Owner Media Group. What we do is we provide skills for the modern business. So, that's courses, webinars, that sort of a thing, on helping people with the sort of things business people are facing. How do I get more customers? That sort of a thing. I've written for a really long time. I, I, when I was five, I said I was an author. Uh, it wasn't really true for quite a lot of years later. Um, but I always knew that that was something I really wanted to do. And I was pretty much hoping I'd be a comic book author and I'd write, I don't know, Batman or something. Um, but it took a slightly different turn. And I'd been blogging since 1998 when they called it journaling. So um, I got my first book deal around 2008, I guess it was. The book came out in 2009. Uh, and that was Trust Agents with Julian Smith, which was a New York Times bestseller, uh, amongst other bestseller lists and whatnot. And then uh, I've written eight more since Trust Agents and a few more even coming out after that. Uh, so right. the idea of writing a book about uh, Find Your Writing Voice was because I think that is one of the things that a lot more people are struggling with these days because many more of us are actually being for, pushed into being uh, writers, uh, whether or not we're going to write a book or not. You know, writing has become such a part of our business. Right, absolutely. So you, you talk about your writing voice and finding your writing voice as, as really the destination. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, a lot of times what we're looking to do is get people to understand you know, what we have in common, what kinds of goals we have, things that we could do to help other people. And I think sometimes when we start to write, we're much more focused on you know, worrying about whether or not we're saying the right things or people are going to be um, you know, critical of us or we're not going to say it the right way or something, or we have to worry about justifying ourselves. And all these kind of strange you know, emotional hooks get pulled into us Whereas writing is really a lot more about taking a journey somewhere and uh, kind of walking alongside someone else for a bit. And so the, the big goal in helping people find that voice is 
how do I how do I get people to understand their insides uh, and then apply them to how they're going to best connect with someone else and go somewhere mutually together, move through a world, so to speak. Right, right. And you talk a little bit about the environment where we write, and and you you bring into chapter two talking about the kitchen table, and you know so many of us uh, have been forced, uh, you know, for one reason or another. Uh, to work from home, uh, some by choice and, and uh, some like myself. I mean, we, we had an office and we owned an office building. And then after a spectacular business failure, uh, ended up having to sell the building just so that we'd have money to live. And so I've been working at home for the last eight years, uh, not really by choice, because I would really prefer to be in an, envir- in an environment with other people. But but there really is benefit uh, of, of actually being alone and having that solitude, and whether it's at your kitchen table, or, uh, you know, sitting on your, your living room couch, uh, you know, with your laptop in hand. Um, talk to me just a little bit about the importance of, of where you write and, and, you know, creating that environment that, that allows you to really get that voice out from, from inside. The way I approached that in, in the book was I wanted to make sure people would not allow themselves an excuse for why not to write. So my fear was that almost the opposite of, you know, you must have this great environment was saying, you know, you've got to learn to write kind of anywhere. And I, I think that it is great and important to have some sort of a writing environment set up, but it's got to be something that you can take and make wherever you happen to be. So I tell people, you know, learn to write on your mobile phone, uh, write in a little notebook if you're not that kind of mm-hmm. person, um, bring your laptop places, use a tablet with a keyboard. And I think that, um, Starting with that, starting with the idea that we should be a little bit more nomadic in our ability to write, um, what I want in an environment is uh, I want distraction-free. So, for instance, I shut my Wi-Fi off if I'm going to be writing. Um, The other thing I always want is that I want some sense of where I'm headed before I sit down to write. A lot of times we sort of write, or our our image of what we think writers do is that they they sit there and there's a blank page and then they go from there. (laughs) But... Um, the better writers are ones who have little files full of ideas and little notes and uh, they don't finish. This is, this is the most important of the little tidbits I'm giving. Um, they don't start at the end. The, when they finish their work for a day, they don't finish at a period at the end of a paragraph, at the end of a section. They leave mm-hmm. a sentence unfinished so that they can come back and know exactly how they're going to finish that sentence and then pick it up again. That's, right. that's so important because that cold start always makes it harder for us to kind of remember what mindset we're in and where we want to go. So we always have to leave just a tiny little bit on the page ready for next. That's such a great uh, suggestion. One of the things I do personally is I find great images that inspire me, and and then I actually write a story about the image, right? I use that as the inspiration for my blog. And and that, sure. you know, has just worked terrific uh, for me because, you know, I do like to, uh, you know, keep it simple and, and actually keep it short. And I think one of the other things that bogs us down is thinking that we – that a certain length of a blog is what's expected of us. And And you talk about developing and using a simple writing frame. Can you give us some of the parameters of that? Sure. One thing I can tell you for sure is that – um, there's so many different ways to get somewhere. But if you have a, even a sense of uh, a writing frame, and, and when I use that word, it's just sort of uh, kind of a guideline or a template um, in place, 
then you don't have to worry so much about how you're going to set it all out there. So your point about photos, for instance, I, I right. also agree with that idea. I love taking pictures and you know having it jar my thoughts about something later. And so um, I had a picture of just a white food truck, you know, one of those trucks that's not, mm-hmm. um, you know, not to stop around and deliver, but the, these sort of white trucks that could be anything basically. Um, and I, my point that I made with that post was all about the fact that you could be one of these white trucks that's very versatile or you can really lock into some sort of specific choice, but you know that alone, it, it makes a difference. So the way I make a frame is, you know, I always start with a title that I hope is compelling. I then right. go to uh, a very personal first paragraph that I hope will lead people into wanting to understand a little bit more where I'm heading with it. My first uh, subheading is always the real point I'm intending to make. And then right after that, I'm trying to show now what, you know, we're going to do with this information, for instance. So the whole concept uh, start to finish is laid out in a frame, and then I finish that frame in, in the in the book. But the what happens thereafter is whenever you sit down to write, if you know that that's the frame you're going to put it in, you're not worried about the structure of the writing. All you're really working on is, you know, what am I going to do to make this uh, move forward? How am I going to help people, you know, and not sweat so much about what's it going to look like on the page because you've got right. that part handled. Right. And Chris, you talked about starting with, with something that makes it personal to you. Is is that what makes the words match the real you? Um, I, I think it, you, you, probably all the way through your piece, it should be some bit of you in there. And depending on the writing, I mean, there's certain styles or requirements in writing where it can't be so personable. Uh, I think if I'm writing a, a proposal uh, for a contract or something, it has to sound a little bit more professional than my regular voice. But any time that you're trying to communicate information, if you're trying to inform, uh, you know, you should also be trying to entertain a little bit. You should be trying to make sure people understand who you are behind uh, just the name. And um, one thing that this new world with all these social platforms and all that have shown is that um, people are going to figure out who you really are, whether or not you want them to. So if if you've been hiding behind some sort of facade, if you've been having others write all your stuff and all that, it's going to crack at some point. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, better now to really assess and, and work with who you are as a writer and who you are inside yourself uh, to express that better than to just kind of walk up against that experience when everything falls down around you. Right, right. Now, we already talked a little bit about how to find topics to write about, but, but one of the chapters I want to touch on uh, is how to get more done. And and you call this project thinking. Yeah, so a lot of what I'm trying to get done in, in teaching people about all business is that once we put a little box around things, once we put sort of a mental package around things, we get a lot further um, in our efforts than when we feel like it's wide open. Um, constraints are uh, well known to make things uh, more creative, for instance, you know, using a haiku or uh, saying we're going to do a 22 minute TV show really helps us, you know, understand the the sort of frame that we can start with. And same with our writing and our project thinking. So um, when I'm working on a book, um, I start with a table of contents and then I start filling that in a little bit at a time. And that's how I, that's how I get through my writing. And a lot of times, like I say, we're just sort of faced with the big wide open page and that never gets anyone <laughs> that far. So the real goal right. is how do we help people see that this is, you know, I'm going to do X words a day, I'm going to do this, you know, et cetera. How do we make it so that it feels a lot more comfortable on our way to our success? 
Right, right. Well, as you know, I just finished the manuscript of, of my new book, which is The Game Changer. And when I did my first draft, uh, I actually wrote the entire book in three days. Uh, but when I went back to read it later, I realized there was zero dialogue in the book. It was all like in people's heads. So I had to learn how, how to bring out the personalities and to actually bring dialogue, and you know, which is something that in a novel uh, that you do have to do. Um, the, the final chapter, and we just have a, another minute or two left, uh, is uh, you, you say that the world is waiting to hear from you. And I, I know every time I thought about writing a book, I would go into Barnes & Noble and look at the shelves, and I would be totally intimidated by how much choice there already was. And the same thing is true of blogs. There are hundreds of thousands of blogs. So what is the world waiting to hear from us? Well, so – Everyone has something that they're into, and everyone's thing that they're into, they worry that either A, way too many other people are talking about it, or B, uh, that people aren't really uh, – that, that, that you're not going to find enough people that are into what you're into. And I've just found so many times in a row that no matter what you're into, um, if you're really crisp and clear in what you're talking about, and if, you, if it's not using other people's words to talk about it, then you're going to find other people who are into that thing you're into. Um, and, and it'll be very much more exciting because you'll get a chance to uh, see someone's perspective on it. You know, and mm -hmm. I think that in, in that process, you know, I have a friend, Zach, uh, who it's really kind of interesting. He, he switched careers very, you know, uh, it's hard. To, it's like he was in the health care and, and fitness in whatever world and then uh, became a really popular horror author on Amazon so writing horror books. And so it's like, you know, utterly, totally different world of his. But I mean, like wow. everyone, he's very multifaceted. Um, and in the process, I mean, he just, he just put out a whole bunch of different books. He put out a podcast. He put out a horror writer's podcast that's fairly successful because as it happens, plenty of people like horror books. You just don't think about it much, you know, right. when you think about the world. There's a lot of Stephen Kings in the world, but there's thousands of authors that we don't know their names. And Zach is collecting them all in this, this podcast and, you know, talking to them about writing. And so I, I think that all of us have to kind of get over the fact that, you know, what we're into, you know, we're worried that someone's not into it. Well, someone's going to be into it. And on the other <laughs> side, we just have to talk to, you know, a really clear voice about the, what we see in it so that other people will connect up to it and understand, you know, how we want to interact with them and why and what it's about. Well, excellent. Well, Chris, uh, thank you so much uh, for sharing this because, you know, so many of us think that writing is just about the mechanics of writing. And, and, you know, in this book, you talk about how to distill your unique voice, you know, really for any project. And again, the book that we have been talking about today is Find Your Writing Voice, How to Write More Like Your Amazing Self for Books, Blog Posts, and Email. And our guest has been Chris Brogan. Chris, what's next for you? Um, I have a, another book coming out called Email Marketing for Humans. And then after that, I've got a, a book of advice that is called Do, and it's a whole bunch of advice that I'd give if we were sitting across from each other having a cup of coffee. And then I've got a mainstream book coming out with Wiley, um, which the title is not yet known. So I've got a <laughs> okay. uh, whole bunch of writing projects on the go, I guess. So stay tuned. Uh, Chris, can, uh, just as we close, can you tell folks how they can best follow you uh, if they would like to know more about what you're up to? 
Oh, sure. Uh, swing by chrisbrogan.com. If, you, if you're not entirely sure how to spell my name, just Google Chris, and I'm usually somewhere near the top. And then um, I have a little newsletter, and if you're willing to grab it, that'll give you a real quick dive into who you think I am and see if it's worth it. All right, perfect. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, great. Have a terrific day. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for swinging by, and uh, good luck over there. I know you're on the slightly safer side of the state, but, you know. Well, we, we are, and we're, we're probably only going to see an inch or two of rain, but we've got lots of folks on the other side who are uh, battening down the hatches. They sure are. Well, I hope it goes fast and easy for them. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. If you'd like to know more information about the Game Changer Network, just go to thegamechanger.network. Thanks so much for joining us today. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chickie Fitzgerald. Thank you.